Hello and welcome to the Rope Report Lasses podcast in association with Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen and her game to the campaign against sexism and misogyny in football. Um, we're here for a quick discussion pod really. It's been a big few days for Sunderland AFC women. Um, we've we've had contracts signed, players released, players retained and some new signings as well as well as Goings on with the under twenty threes too, so loads and loads of things to talk about and up to date um update Sunderland fans about. And I'm delighted to be joined for this quick discussion by Charlotte Patterson. How are you this evening, Charlotte? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Rich. How about yourself? I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be talking about like football related stuff rather than off the field uh, shenanigans, uh, which have been for Roker Rapport. And there's plenty that people can listen to and read on the Roker Report website uh, about the goings on uh, off the pitch at Sunderland, but also about uh, some of the goings on at uh, Sunderland AFC Women. So. I guess we should start really when the when the news started to to come out of the club. There's been a series of of releases over the last kind of week or so, and the first thing Charlotte was um, Mel Ray and Steph Libby signing new contracts, and the big part of that really is Mel Ray going full time and leaving Gateshead College. Were you shocked at that news? It came a little bit out of the blue. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I mean, we know that Mel's work with Gateshead College now for I'm sure it was nearly 20 years that she's yeah, been there. Yeah. And I mean, during that time, I mean, she's had fantastic success. I mean, particularly if you look at this season alone, um, you know, the team, they won three trophies. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, I suppose, I mean, it's it's their loss, but our gain, really. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's one of those where it's a bit of a statement of intent by the club. Um, you know, for quite some time, we've wondered about if we're stagnating a little bit. And I think this, I mean, the news of, you know, Mel obviously signing a new contract and it being full time rolling contract and with Steph Libby, you know, remaining at his sides, actually probably the biggest, you know, contract news that we could have. Because, I mean, Mel's yeah. been with us through thick and thin and you know particularly you know the the brunt of it um you know when she took over from us it was when we were wrongly demoted into the third tier of women's football and you know she's seen the lows but she's she's taken us through the highs and who better to have at the helm than her um you know she's developing a fantastic side um and she's got Libby who obviously Steph Libby who joined from Durham uh previous season and the the two of them are doing fantastic for the team yeah, I mean, I um, there was a bit written on the website um, this week uh, in an editorial uh, that I that I put together comparing Alex Neal and Mel Ray's contract situation, um, and this twelve month rolling contract I think um, gives both of the head coaches of the senior teams a lot of leverage over the club. Actually, that if things are not going in the right direction, they may well move on. I mean. Mel, while she was working at Gateshead College, obviously had that tie to the northeast. I guess in that sense, she couldn't be she wasn't necessarily going to be poached by a WSL team outside the region, uh, because obviously she's got the potential to manage as high up the pyramid as as she she wants. And similar with Alex Neil, really, they're probably both managing slightly below their 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 actual kind of potential level and Sunderland are going to have to match their ambitions so I thought that was a really interesting move on her part um it does beg the question about kind of obviously the the rest of the team is still part-time um 
what what do you think should be doing during the the, the day when some of the other lasses are, are either at work or at college or at uh, university? Yeah, it's uh, just sort of uh, keeping busy with those that haven't, you know, obviously that can go to the training sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get onto it a little bit later, but we've obviously had um, a lot of news regarding your players that we've retained, those that have left, uh, new players coming in. Um, so it's a very going to be a very busy couple of weeks, months. Um, obviously, we know that there's some parts of pre-season's already started with some of the lasses heading back to training. Um, and it's, yeah, it's exciting times sort of ahead, really. Um, obviously, Mel's got a work cut out, but I'm, I'm sure it's something that she's going to take in and be in her element, really. Um, I think with this extra time that she can actually commit to the side now. Yeah, I think I think it'll help a lot in terms of actually integrating um, her into the rest of the coaching staff at the club and taking advantage of all of those people who were around the club nine to five who may have gone home by the time, you know, her and the lasses have, have been getting to training on Tuesdays and Fridays um, during the, the season. So um, hopefully for me, it will mean that she gets more access to some of the, 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 the off the field support that, that Alex Neil and, and, the, and the men's side get as well. But you mentioned uh, new contracts. And there were five new contracts signed, all of which are established players in the in the first team. Obviously, Kira Ramshaw, Emma Kelly, um, Louise Griffiths, Emily Scar, and Jess Brown. So we've got from youngsters all the way up to kind of senior members of the team there um, renewing their deals, uh, and a deal on the table for Grace Boys as well, who's uh, one of the youngsters who's brought in. Um, last season, you did an article for Rope Report uh, that went out on on Thursday. Um, uh, just looking over over those five players in your overall, looking at all five as a group, um, are you are you happy? Are that is are, are those the players we really really needed to retain? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, particularly with the likes of Ramshaw and Joyce, obviously what we have at Sutherland is a very young and talented squad. And what we still need to make sure that we have is those sort of experienced, calm, composed figureheads within the squad. I mean, we know exactly that, you know, Ramshaw, she's been at the club. She loves the club um, and leads by example for the rest of the players. And Abby Joyce was absolutely fantastic last season. She was pivotal in most games that she played, always sort of... Uh, dictating the way that we play and um, the pace of the game and you know getting involved in terms of getting forward um whereas on sort of the other end you've got the likes of emma kelly who i think this season with every passing game she's just improved time and time again i mean we saw that with the you know the final game of the season against bristol city she was absolutely fantastic um and then we've got the likes of you know emily scar and um jess brown who are sort of you know they've they've had their experience, but the they're kind of still up and coming. Really, they're still young. They've still got a lot to give, and um, you know we've had glimpses of you know what's to come under them really, and they can only develop further under the tutelage of of Steph and Mel really with um, the addition of like the fact that they've signed these new contracts. Yeah, um, I I can't, I completely agree, and and that kind of um development stage is where a lot of the the squad are at and it's good to see that overall um the the vast vast majority of the squad that was so successful in achieving the goal of staying in the championship last season will be there next season with a with a season under their belt and a lot more experience and and having knowledge of 
even just you know where they're going, the, the clubs they're going to be playing at, the the stadiums they'll be travelling to, some of the players they'll be coming up against. Um, I think that will all be invaluable. There'll be three players in the squad uh, who won't be in the squad next season. Uh, Daisy Burke, we haven't seen much of since she was called up from the RTC, and we understand she might possibly be going over to Durham's development squad. Um, Eve Blakey um, is going off to the US. That that's not not news for 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 Sunderland fans who keep their um, you know keep their eye on what's going on. And and many players have taken that path before. Some have come back to Sunderland. Some have some have come back and gone on to on to better things as well. So we wish her all the best. I'm sure it'll be absolutely. You know, wonderful experience over. I think it's Louisiana. She's going, but the I guess the the, the headline one, the headline release is Maria Ferruja. Um, somebody who I think divides opinion um, amongst Sunderland fans. Some don't have not really seen what she adds. Some have always been excited to to see her on the pitch, and she's got a lot of potential. What do you make of of Sunderland not? Obviously, not being able to sign her or not being able to offer the deal, the kind of deal that she wants. Yeah, I mean, I think you just touched on it there. That I think for some of us, it was quite a surprise, really. Um, I mean, Farouz was one of them that you know she didn't always get on the score sheet or contribute in terms of assists, but she was always a regular in Mel starting eleven. Um, you know, she featured in pretty much nearly mm-hmm. every game this season. Um, you know, she came through to the side um as a foundation of light scholar. And she's always played with this sort of air of confidence, you know, finesse and skill. Um, you know, you could kind of see that when you were watching her exactly what she was trying to do. And she just had that little bit more impetus than sort of the rest of the players and in trying to create something slightly different. Um, I think it's just unfortunate for Farouja that that sometimes it didn't work out, you know, mm. um, part of that might have been, you know, given the, the squad depth that we had. Um, because I know at times, you know, she was played up front on her own. Um, and I don't think um at times she particularly liked that. Um, she might prefer to sort of sit in behind Emily Scar or just the way in which we sort of um laid out the the formation of the team. I don't think always sort of worked to her strengths. But I mean, you know, one thing you can say about um Farouza is that she was an incredibly talented player. And I mean, you forget that she's still so young because it just feels like she's been on the scene for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just I think it's just unfortunate really that um her time on Wearside's obviously come to an end, and that you know the what she sort of the potential that she had hasn't quite sort of lived up to the expectations of the rest of us. But I mean, none of us will be forgetting in any hurry um that absolutely fantastic goal she scored this season against Sheffield United, in which she, you know, ran onto the through ball from Neve Heron and then chipped mm-hmm. it over the keeper um to help us win four one. Um, it was absolutely spectacular and. You know, one hour wrote a report goal of the season, but you know, like you touched on, um, I think the plan is for um Farouja to stay in England. There's rumours that there's Championship clubs that are also interested in her. Um, we were, you know, speculating as to whether she would return back to Malta and join the the football league there. But um, yeah, kind of like what we touched on with the likes of Eve Blakey and Daisy Burt. We wish them all the best in their future endeavours. Yeah, certainly. I mean, with Maria. Um, for me, she played actually played her best football for us when she was up front on her own, and uh, that was where I thought she was the most effective because she she was very good at pressing, and she could also run out of defence with the ball at her feet, uh, which I was you know really impressed with, uh, particularly in games against opposition where we maybe weren't expected to have much of the ball. She worked 
worked really, really hard. I think played further back. Um, she often her head often went down. She probably saw more of the ball, um, and uh, sometimes the end product wasn't quite there. But I don't think there was ever an issue with attitude. And I think there's a player in there um, where she might get where somebody might get the best out of her. Maybe she does need full time. Um, training maybe she needs to go to a a club that can offer a a full-time contract and 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 that kind of wrap around support um and and so maybe we will come to rue this at at some point in the future when she you know it's a very Sunderland thing for players to come back and score against us molly lambert seems to do it every time she tits a field against us so um so, so we'll see um and talking of Molly Lambert, uh, she's a player who was um, announced as being retained by by Durham, or uh, looks like she's going to be retained by Durham, as they go full time, uh, which was announced today, which is Thursday when we're recording. Um, they announced that they're going full time. They also, in that announcement, said that they realise that means that some players who have outside careers uh, won't be able to be kept on by the club. Um, which opened up an opportunity for us, clearly, because by the end of the day, um, we've we've signed Nicky Gear, um, a striker, 29-year-old striker who's been injured with an ACL injury for for a couple of years, and we do have we do have form with taking on um, strikers from Durham who've been out with an ACL injury, uh, and that not quite working out. But we've also signed somebody very familiar to the club, re-signing Abby Holmes, the defender. So. Your views on on those transfers? First of all, um, Nikki Gear. What do we what do we know about her? Um, and um, do you think that that is a, an important position for us to start recruiting players in? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what we've sort of been talking about the last few weeks is exactly where we can sort of strengthen in the side. Um, you know, one of the sort of I don't want to say necessarily weak points but there was a few times last season where we just lacked that squad depth uh, you know whether mm-hmm. if we'd had players who could come on towards the end of the game that could change you know the sort of outcome and I feel like Gears is is one of those players um you know I've been chatting to quite a few Durham fans and they all rate her so so highly um she's been mm-hmm. very unfortunate that she was out for a large part of this season um, through injury but I think she came back for a couple of fixtures towards the the latter part um, but yeah, for me, I think she's a brilliant signing. She's been with Durham pretty much since their inception in 2014, 2015. Um, and each year she's sort of grown and grown in terms of her ability and her development. Um, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, she's a talented player um, and one that, you know, we're fortunate to have on our hands. Um, we've been looking to add to our sort of attacking impetus for quite some time, obviously, with the, the news that Farouj is leaving, that does leave a very huge hole at the top in terms of who do we have to rely on to score goals or even just in terms of you creating that attack um mm-hmm. and I think with Gears she's so adaptable and flexible I mean there's times where she's played at right wing um and she's played in attack and midfield and I think for those few games that she did play for Durham this season she has actually started up front um and the fact that she's actually been given the number nine suggests to yeah. me given you know the the history behind a number nine shirt is for somebody who is an out and out striker um, so hopefully, um, you know, she'll be linking up with maybe the likes of Emily Scar, who quite seems to like to play on the right wing um, and then having Abby Joyce sit in behind gears and then potentially, mm-hmm. you know, Holly Manders or Gracie on the left. Um, and I just think um, 
she's definitely one that the Durham fans seem to be quite upset about, you know, that she's gone um, and really enjoyed watching her play. So um, it kind of goes to show that we've got somebody very talented on our hands. Yeah, I think that's 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 a really good thing to hear. Um, we like it when, when fans of other clubs don't want their players to leave and we get them. And, and I think, uh, as you've described, somebody with such long experience in Tier 2 up front, I think it's one of the things we just haven't had in the squad. Someone who knows how to put the ball in the back of the net at this level. I think it's, it, you know... One thing I was talking about, I think, in our group earlier is is uh, some of the attributes that a player like Abby Harrison has is just experience of knowing how to knowing how to score at this level, and um, and so hopefully that's what we're buying with Nikki, and hopefully she'll be able to um, put these injuries behind her. Hopefully it hasn't affected one of her main attributes, which has always said to be pace. Um, too bad. Because you know these ACL injuries, particularly when people have been playing on plastic pitches, are uh, often really, really hard. And we saw with Iris uh, Achatov last year that sometimes they're really hard to get over. But um, Nikki's a, a a more experienced player, an older woman uh, with a with a chance to kind of really do something uh, impressive at Sunderland as 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 you say the number nine, the main striker. So I think that's a great sign in. But we've got to we've got to talk about Abby Holmes. I mean. That was that was a little bit out of the blue. That one today, um, I think, uh, you know, there's been talk about legends returning to the club of one in one guise or another, and I don't think we really saw Abby as that player who would come in. But well, I mean, in terms of experience, championship and WSL players who've won things with us, they don't come. Don't come much with much better pedigree than than Abby Holmes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, up until pretty much this morning when it came out about Durham going full time, um, it, we were already starting to to speculate in our sort of group chat because um, we know that Abby Holmes works as a teacher, and you know that was when we were starting to think, you know, she put potentially because of her work and full time as a teacher that this would be the best solution for her because she doesn't need to move um, and she can still play football and she can still work as a teacher so yeah I mean she's an absolutely brilliant acquisition Um, I mean she's excellent she played for us between sort of 2014 and 2017 uh, sorry 2017 um, and I think she spent a year for Dutch side uh, PEC as well before returning back to the northeast for Durham, um, where she's played for mm-hmm. sort of the the last three seasons, I think. Um, but like you touched on, I mean, she's an incredibly experienced player, which I mean can only seek to benefit what is a a largely young squad, like we touched on before. Um, you know, she's typically when she's played for Durham, she's played at left back. Um, but she, when she was previously with Sullen, she's played at right back. Um, and she's also filled in at centre back sometimes during the season for the Wildcats. So, um, you know, having somebody of her caliber along the sides you know the likes of Grace McCatty who has that you know veteran and experience as well um I think can only just seek to shoe things up at the back for us I mean she played 20 minute uh, 20 matches last season for Durham scoring two in a, a pretty emphatic um home win against Blackburn and she's heavily involved in the game you know running up and down the left wing looking to overlap with the winger to create chances so I think again we're just we're adding somebody who's not only sure at the back um and defensively solid and has that experience but we're also adding someone who again adds to our attack. Yeah, well, she definitely got involved with um with Neve Heron 
uh, on the pitch at the uh, <laughs> at Maiden Castle in the Sunderland game uh, there towards the end of the season where they, they were squaring up after a challenge. But I think actually that's probably a really good sign that we've got someone who's a just really experienced competitor, knows the league, can go head to head with one of the the best players in the league, which Neve Heron undoubtedly is, um, and and now she's going to be lining up in the same team. and And I think one thing on that is by bringing in a player who, as adaptable as Abby Holmes across the the back line might mean that, um, as we've talked about on several occasions um, with uh, Abby Towers and what she did when she came into the into the side was freeing up Neve Heron to play in that kind of quarterback, kind of um, midfield role. Who knows who else might be coming into the midfield as well by the end of the window. And I think there is scope for further improvement across that squad, definitely. If if you were to say where we still... Obviously, we've, we've, we've lost three players from the squad. Okay, one, one younger player... We've lost two forwards, brought one forward and a defender in. Where, where else across the squad would you say that Sunderland should be looking to 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 fill the gaps? Yeah, I think really the the main one is up front. Um, I know we've just talked obviously about Nikki Gears and bringing her in and that she can play in that position. I know at times we've had Emily Scar in that position, but I think we just we really do need that experienced striker up front because I mean that was definitely where we were lacking last season is having somebody who can sort of take the game by the scruff of the neck and just be clinical in front of goal you know doesn't have to be the prettiest but like you were talking about with Abby Harrison that she just has this innate ability of finding herself in the best positions and not only that but she's also got the sort of the strength and the pace to just hustle through players and I think that's just something that we need I mean we've got a really good core group of players and I think you know, it, like what we've just talked about before with what, who, what players we've retained was really key because I think we do have a very fantastic squad on our hands. I think it's just about adding to that depth. Um, Like I said, there was a few times last season where if you look at the subs bench, there wasn't really much to come on in terms of, say, if we were losing a game, that could maybe turn the game on its head um, and help us, you know, come back to equalise or even to take the win. Um, So I, I definitely think adding, um, you know, maybe one or two more um signings up front and then in centre back as well. I know we've touched on that the likes of Abby Holmes can fill in there. Um but just with the fact that we know that Grace McCatty obviously with her work can sometimes be away. Abby Towers um slotted in at the back and was brilliant but there was times where we've had to rely on the likes of Neve Heron dropping back there. Um and obviously her natural position is in midfield and that's where she's the most dangerous really so I think just having that extra depth because you, you never know there's been times during this season where we've had suspensions where we've had injuries um we've had the likes of Megan Beer who usually plays right back who's had to fill in at centre back and I think Louise Griffiths as well who's had to fill in mm-hmm. at centre back so I think just shearing up those areas but I definitely think um adding more to our attack is probably the most key area really yeah the the only the only um kind of um factor that I think a lot of people are, are slightly not 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 grasped is that we may well lose Kira Ramshaw for a certain amount of time uh, depending on when her partner gives birth um, and therefore she'll be entitled to some very well-earned maternity leave and I'm sure we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll benefit from it because uh, I, I know exactly what it's like to have a little and 
uh, newborn screaming in the in the house. You can't you can't work whether you're the one who's given birth or not. Um, so I think there is scope for an experienced midfielder to come in. Um, I think we can we can look about the players who've been released from across the leagues, and we'll find somebody really suitable for that. Um, obviously, we're limited to players who are um, either from the northeast and want to come back, or willing to or have a, a second career that is portable. Maybe they work from home. Maybe they've got a job in as you know they're a nurse, they're a, a teacher, doctor. Where you know you can move within the system and and find alternative roles in different parts of the country but that's what we're relying upon as a a part-time outfit but what we have got um is world-class training facilities we've got great coaching we've got great analytics and we've got a history of youth development and that's the the kind of the final thing that's came out over the last few days which is obviously that they've had the trials two uh, sets of trials for under 23s a lot of players graduated from the rtc over the over the summer, um, it was lovely to see them all at their graduation ceremony at the at the Stadium of Light, and they all looked like they had a fantastic time. And hopefully, some of those have been putting themselves forward for the under twenty threes. But they announced the uh, the the league at which the they're going to be competing because Alex Clark, the general manager, was going to the Durham FA to, to put our case for having an under twenty three team included in the senior setup of the of, of um the women's pyramid uh in in our county in durham so um w- where are we going to be yeah so we had confirmation that we're going to be playing in the durham county fa uh, league one um which will see us play in the likes of gateshead darlington um chelsea street concert Towler, which um actually happens to be the team that i used to play for a couple of years <laughs> back um so that's certainly going to be very interesting particularly for away games i get to sort of see a few familiar faces um <laughs> But yeah, I mean the league itself is it's a very mixed bag. It's 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 similar to the championship, not in terms of obviously quality, but in terms of the unpredictability of it. Um because I feel on any kind of given day that anybody can beat anyone. Um, you know, over the course of the last couple of years, um, obviously when I had played for the team, there were some seasons where you would have the teams that were, you know, the top dogs doing really well one season and then the next they can completely fall off. So I definitely think it's in Sunderland's hands. I would be very shocked and surprised if I didn't see them either dominate the league, if not getting, you know, promoted um, after this season. I mean, I know they are a new group, but like you touched on before, they're, they're going to be having full access to all the resources, the training, mm-hmm. the facilities. Um, they're going to be training with the um, Sunderland senior, like women's side. They're going to be training um, sort of with at the Foundation of Light and the Beacon of Light and having access to them and I, I think one of the, obviously the, the big positive is like you said is is securing the fact that we are in um the division one um because I know when we had the general manager um Alex Clark on the on the Twitter spaces that he wasn't too sure as to whether we would secure that or whether it would be the development league and obviously the, they were trying the hardest naturally to have um Sutherland U23s go into the higher division so I'm glad that we've achieve that because um you know the, the whole purpose of this is for us to develop players that can come into the senior t- um into the senior side and we need them to be getting valuable learning experience and you know we can't be playing against oppositions where it's just going to be very heavily one-sided um you know they're not going to be getting much from that so it's uh it's yeah it's certainly going to be interesting i mean i remember from what alex was saying is that 
the likelihood is they'll play the majority of the game sort of a at the beacon of light and that the, think, there will I be... I think it's at, at, at the, the academy. Oh, sorry, at the academy. Yeah, that's right. And um, But that there was some hope that some of the games might well be at Eppleton. Obviously, it's very dependent on what um, the, the men's U23s uh, are doing and obviously what the Sutherland um, women are doing. But there is, you know, hope that we will be able to have some fans watching their games at Eppleton at some point during the season. Definitely, and and what it also does is gives um, gives some ladies fans a, another option for an away day um, on uh, on those occasions when we're where uh, the the seniors are playing away and Sunderland will be playing in Gateshead or as you say Towlow, Hartlepool, you know, all around the northeast where we can get to on the bus, on the train, in the car, maybe on the metro. Uh, I think that would be lovely just to have another game to go and see. Um, and uh, that that'll be class, and I think it's going to be really good. The fact that um, I think Alex confirmed today they're not going to take part in the FA Cup. They probably wouldn't be able to anyway. They are going to take part in the in the Durham um, the Durham County Cup, which will mean that we get the chance to possibly even win a trophy. Um, and and we know that that can be a really competitive competitive competition as well, and and another chance for um, those under twenty three players to actually play against players from much higher up in the pyramid as well uh, against Durham Sestria uh, for example um, who I think won it last last year did they uh, the Durham County Cup yeah they they, yeah. they hammered they, <laughs> they, they, they they won by like 8-0 in the final or something like yeah, that yeah I think that was the um, game that and attended in, in uh, Jarrow wasn't it the final yeah yeah but the, so there's a, there's there's a good opportunity there and um, I think it's great that they're playing senior football against women and that there will be uh, the ability for that team to move up the pyramid because I think it does Durham a lot of good having Sestria at Tier 4. And I think, is this Tier 6? Am I right with that? I, as far as I'm aware, yes, yeah. Because it's, yeah, I think the development side's Tier 7, so yeah. Right. So, you know, they're, they're two promotions away from the kind of level that Sestria and Newcastle and Leeds United and teams like that are at. Um, so um, there's the opportunity there for them to, to move up and they are under 23 squad, but I guess a lot of them are going to be well under 23. So um, they're, they're going to be um, around that squad possibly for a couple of years, especially if, if the seniors keep bringing in such uh, quality that we've brought in today. So... Um, I think that's just about where we're up to. We've got the um, we've got the Euros coming up. The squad for the Euros is going to be announced on the fifteenth of June. Um, hopefully, people's tickets will be dropping because I'm getting a bit kind of nervous watching my watching my uh, post box every day, waiting for the postie to bring my uh, tickets for Old Trafford um, to the door. But um, I, it's going to be a great summer of football. People keep saying there's no football to watch. There's going to be loads of football to watch, and even by the time the Euros are finished. Um, the men's will be starting up again. So, um, are you looking forward to uh, consuming? I know you consume as much football as you can. So, I guess the Euros is just going to be like heaven for you. Oh, absolutely! I mean, it's just fantastic. I mean, having it in your own backyard, um, it's it's a absolutely brilliant time. I mean, the Euros are, are fantastic as they are, but you know, I think we always see when um, certain countries will you know have these football tournaments that we see a huge influx in sort of interest and uh, you know people taking up the sport so it, it can only you know spell huge benefits for you know young girls and, and young boys out there who you know watch the euros and really want to 
you know, believe that they can become a footballer and want to pursue, um, you know, playing it or whether it's for a hobby or for a career. And there's plenty for Sunderland fans to follow. Plenty half of the squad have played for us at one point or another with the Lionesses and who knows uh, what 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 will be the, the happening over the summer in relation to Sunderland and uh, and the Lionesses. So we'll we'll wait and see with with bated breath about uh, some of those potentials and um, and just say thanks a lot for your time, uh, Charlotte. No, thank you very much. What I will say is Charlotte's continuing series um, about the individual players and uh, little profiles and interviews. We've got loads of them lined up on the site. I've been very busy and haven't been able to edit them, but I will get to them and we will put them out over the next few weeks in the run-up to the Euros. And then when we hit the Euros, we will have podcasts, we will have reports, we will have all sorts on the website keeping you up to date with what's going on with the Lionesses and particularly the Sunderland or the ex-Sunderland players who will be representing England in their home Euros. Look forward to speaking to you then and Sarah.